was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. The droids are clean, the vaporizers are patched, and the speeders fueled. It's time to pick up some blue milk and power converters. You're listening to Toshi Station Radio, brought to you by the Majestic Giraffe Network. Now here are your hosts for the Snarkist Podcast in Star Wars and Geek Culture, Brian and Nancy. of Anchorhead and on the shores of the Great Shot Flats, you're listening to Tashi Station Radio, the bright center in the universe for all things Star Wars and geek culture. I'm your host, Brian, and with me as always is my co-host and wife, Nancy. Hi! On today's episode, we're mass speculating all the breaking Star Wars news. There's a lot of it. So sit back, grab some power converters, and enjoy the show. Before we go too much further, uh, just a note from our sponsors, which would be you, our Patreon subscribers. Head on over to patreon.com slash Tashi Station to uh, contribute. Uh, $1 gets you into our patron-exclusive Slack team. $5 gets you in on a once-a-month mini podcast episode where you can ask us any- anything and potentially win some really cool swag from us. When are we going to record that, Brian? Uh, sometime at the end of the month. Okay. I should probably put it on the calendar at some you point. should. But we will be doing that. <laughs> uh, again, that's patreon.com slash Tashi Station. And hey, let's just jump into things. Fixers Flash, the geeky things we've been up to. Nancy, what's uh, what's been going on in your sphere? Um, National Novel Writing Month. Which Nano... will be the story for the next two podcast Nano... episodes. NaNoWriMo. Uh, National Novel Writing Month, 2017. <laughs> That's what I've been doing. Been doing a lot of writing. I am at my current word count is twenty thousand nine hundred eighty-five words. So that's pretty good in ten days. That's pretty good in ten days. So yay! You're ahead of schedule. You'll I, be doing some more writing today to stay even further ahead of schedule. Yes, I hope so. I I I want to get ahead of schedule and. And finish early, so I don't feel rushed at the end of the month to finish, and also so I can actually read the book club book at the end of the month and not feel guilty about it. <laughs> uh, so yes, I have also started the book club book for November, which is Barbary Station. It's about lesbian space pirates. So what's not to like there? Uh, so far, it's pretty enjoyable. And uh, you and I saw a movie this past week we did we went and saw thor ragnarok and it was awesome it was delightful it was so good it is without a doubt no question my favorite marvel movie so far oh yeah uh same for me really it was was really good what was your favorite marvel movie before Uh, that before that, it was probably a tie between Captain America, the first Avenger, and the first Avengers film. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, mine mine was Thor before this, uh, and then probably the first Avenger, and then uh, probably the second Guardians. I liked second Guardians more than the first, and then I would say Avengers. So now Thor, Ragnarok would be at the top of that list it's a good movie it was really good (laughs) it was so funny i laughed a lot and uh i who is your favorite character (sighs) probably korg okay besides korg besides korg um hey man we're about to go on the spaceship want to (laughs) come uh 
<laughs> I have a hard time choosing because I just had such a great time yeah. throughout the film. I think I mean Thor is my favorite Avenger. I really I really like him and I thought he was he was so great in this movie. It was like it was such a good wrap up of his character arc throughout all of his films and the Avengers as well. Um and I really liked Loki in this movie. <laughs> well, this was Loki at his best when Loki's being an annoying little shit. Yeah. Pretty much. Like I I mean, he 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 goes between like whiny baby and genocidal maniac, and now he seems to have settled on like he's you know he is the god of mischief, so he's gonna be trying to get away with stuff all the time. <laughs> and but I think like him acknowledging that he is awful and makes terrible decisions, but also everyone calling him on it mm -hmm. is a lot. Makes him a lot more palatable for me. <laughs> uh, we, I, I need this to be out for a few more weeks before we can really talk spoilers, but there was just so many great moments in there. Yeah. And, like, ten minutes into the film where that cameo happens just yeah. sets the tone for the whole thing. Yeah, it was it was so good. And I really liked um, Scrapper 142, a.k.a. Valkyrie. Yes. I, she her, her introduction was great. <laughs> it was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I liked it a lot. And uh and Hella was hella awesome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I I I want more villain female villains, please, in any in all movies. Like I feel like that is a very uh missing piece of like not just superhero films, but all films and like not like sexualized female villains and yeah. stuff because you know while people thought she was attractive that wasn't her uh you know that wasn't the point of her she was scary mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> but yes and it also has some a lot of interesting themes about colonialism and imperialism and uh how we treat women with a lot of power so surprisingly a lot of depth for a madcap hilarious superhero movie and also jeff goldblum it was at peak goldblum <laughs> yes he was great it was so good yeah yeah even the the uh so if you, if you go see the movie stay to the very end of the credits you should know this by now it's a marvel movie there's there's a mid-credits stinger and then the end, end credits stinger even the end credits stinger provides a very sharp bit of social commentary <laughs> So, mm -hmm. but yeah, yeah, it was great. If you I haven't seen it yet, go see it. I want to go see it again. Probably going to go see it again next weekend. Yes. It'll be great. I can't and, and the soundtrack is so good. We And we discovered in the car on the drive home that... Uh, it's Mark Mothersbaugh, who from is Devo. from Devo. Also, people would know him as... He's done a ton of movie soundtracks, but I know him specifically as the person who did the Rugrats theme song. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's your fun trivia for today. <laughs> uh, yes. Good stuff, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Do recommend. Go see ah! it. How they'd never used that before. In a Thor movie. Yeah. Right? Wild. <laughs> uh, I mean, as for me, I got an Xbox One X this week. Yay! And I played a little bit of the Battlefront trial in glorious uh, HDR. It's very pretty. The frame rates are fantastic. Uh, and I am very pleased with this console. I'm going to have a lot of fun 
with 4K melting my eyeballs. Yeah, we watched a little bit of Wonder Woman in 4K. It looked better in 4K on our TV than it did in the theater. Mm -hmm. Just more colorful and vibrant. Yeah. So, uh, early review, yeah, if you're looking for a new game console, I highly recommend the Xbox One X. Yes. Uh, but that's really it for me. So we shift now into what's new on the blog, and what do we got? Um, we've got a bunch of reviews. We've got um, Rebels Review for uh, Kindred and Crawler Commanders, which was by you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going to do an episode all about Rebels next week, because the mid-season finale is next is monday which is really weird it feels like it just came back so we're going to be talking all about the first half of the season um but uh to give you a little preview i think our feelings are mixed on this season so far there's a lot of stuff we like and then a lot of stuff we don't so there's a lot of stuff i really like and there's a lot of stuff that is sort of a microcosm of my issues with rebels yeah. Throughout. And I think it's a lot more profound knowing that this is the last season. Yeah. And there's only like 16 episodes and we're like, you have a lot of stuff to wrap up. Um, But yeah, uh, we also have a review for uh, the new, the start of the new Star Wars comic arc, which is called The Ashes of Jedha. And it marks the um, change to new author Kieran Gillen, who is not new to Star Wars. Um, I am keeping an eye on this arc and future arcs because I am, they said Luke is going to be more of a, more focused on the rebellion than Jedi stuff. So I, I'm here for that. Um, and speaking of Luke, I wrote a review for the legends of Luke Skywalker by Ken Liu. Uh, long story short, you should go read it. It is fantastic. And I, loved every bit of it well not every bit of it but i loved most of it (laughs) and um finally we have a new mouse droid up on the feed so go check that out indeed we talked a little bit about disney cruise line a little bit about Disney. okay we talked a lot about disney cruise line yeah uh next month we'll be talking about the holiday stuff you can do at the theme parks which will be fun yes okay so deke's dirt time news from around fandom we start with a canto bite excerpt yes did you read it i did not i had not (laughs) had a chance to read it i skimmed it um mostly because i i don't i know i'm gonna read it anyway and it was John Jackson Miller, and that's and I know that I like him already. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, I don't, I'm good. I don't need the excerpt to be yeah, sold. It's, it, it's John. I we might, know it's gonna be I good. might have read it if it had been, um, if if we get one from some of the other authors, I might read those just to see like what what they'll what they're like. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, I skimmed it. It seems like it's gonna be a lo- good and fun, and um, excited to read more about Canto Bites going up to The Force Awakens. And we, d- we side note, while we were in the car one day listening to the Thor soundtrack, uh, one of my favorite songs is from, is like the background music for the planet Sakaar, mm-hmm. uh, which is where uh, Jeff Goldblum is. And um, it's just so 80s and electronica, and it, it just... It's so great. And I was thinking, what sort of crazy source music are we going to get in Canto Bite? I really want like 
some really cool like background music like the uh like the jazz stuff and baroque stuff that's playing in the background of jazz jabba's palace and of course the cantina band maybe some classic bond style music kind yeah like that would be like can you picture it like they're all like fancy and there's got to be some like vegas style music in the background oh yeah yeah. I, I can t- I can totally picture that. <laughs> so yeah, that's my side note for the soundtrack, <laughs> which will be getting soon. <laughs> Very soon. I can't wait uh, for Canto Bite. Um, moving on, uh, there is going to be more Battlefront campaign happening. Yeah. Uh, this, uh, came Thursday, which turned out to be a very busy day as we're going to I discover. thought it was, was it Thursday or was it the day before? It was Thursday. Oh, wow. We started the day <laughs> with Battlefront. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and... It was announced that uh, Iden Versio's story will be continuing in a Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they have a whole bunch so- sort of expansion. Yeah, they have a whole bunch of like s- different things for the Last Jedi, like different events. It looked like, and then um, I saw that her st- the the story the. I guess you would call it an expansion is called uh, the first order rises. Uh, so that- so help me God. If we get Sloan in there, Sloan. Yeah. I'm so, um, so I've been talking with, um, Jay from 1138 about, uh, the, the campaign stuff. And, um, he, you know, he's, he's very adamant. He doesn't want spoilers for it. So I, I DM'd him and I said, do you consider titles for the campaign missions to be spoilers? Because I saw a screenshot of like the missions from the trials someone had played. And he's like, he's like, I, I already saw them on the menu. And I said, oh, cause I saw the one was titled royalty. <laughs> And I thought that was relevant to your interests. And he he was speculating that is where we're going to get Leia on Naboo. Oh, which right. Which is the events of Shattered Empire. And he really wants to see Queen Saruna and Shara Bay making appearances. Because that would be awesome. <laughs> I would have awesome. to. I would have to play if that if that was if that's the case for that that mission. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of. I, I lo- was looking at the titles for the campaign, and it was like a lot of interesting stuff. One of them was the Battle of Jakku. So that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like I said, I've been I've played probably about an hour's worth of Battlefront. Mm-hmm. And it, this game is much improved on the original. Have you played any of the campaign stuff yet? Have, or are you waiting? I'm waiting okay. for the campaign stuff because I want to play through this the same time as Bria's playing through it. <laughs> Fair. And, and uh, thank you, Bria, for buying my old Xbox. <laughs> so you can't play the campaign with other people? No, right? it's single player. Okay. But I, I, I just kind of want to go through that experience at the same time yeah are you gonna play it all at once are you gonna try to spread it out i'm probably gonna play it all at once uh Mm -hmm. it's from what i understand it's only like a nine hour campaign so so that'll be your your day on saturday pretty much yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) do we let's look at the calendar and see what we have on our schedule for saturday for next saturday uh record Tashi Station Radio. That's what we have on our schedule for next Saturday. Fantastic. And 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 Sunday. Sunday is also free. Perfect. That <laughs> works for me. 
And that's good because you can play that and I can sit on the couch and watch you play it while I'm writing. Excellent. It'll be good background. Everybody wins. Yeah, right. Uh, moving on, uh, there was an earning a Disney earnings call on Thursday. <laughs> That's where we got all the other yeah, news. Yeah, and as we're learning, these earning calls tend to be big news days for us. Yeah, we got Rogue One announced on an one of them, call. an earnings call. So I'm not sure what else we've got, but yeah, they, they either have nothing or everything. <laughs> yeah. And uh, one of the announcements, and this one initially got buried by what we'll be talking about after this, yeah, uh, is that we've got confirmation that a live action Star Wars show is coming in 2019. Yeah. So there wasn't any sort of press release on the official site about this, which is why it kind of got overlooked. But in the write-ups from Variety and some other sites, they noted that um, they, Bob Iker also mentioned that they're going to have you know, Disney has its new streaming service. And this is probably going to be the key anchor. Yeah. Kind of so, like uh, what uh, Star Trek, Trek Discovery is doing for uh, CBS. Yeah. So um, it, that's that service is expected to launch by the end of 2019. So I would imagine that this is going to be the 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 big show that brings people in. And I imagine that all of the Marvel shows are going to move over there. I imagine that... Sh- all of the Star Wars uh, animated shows are going to move over there, <laughs> which I don't because we have Disney now. Mm-hmm. That's where Rebels is streaming now. So I'm wondering if that's going to like fold into this. It, it'll probably get folded into that. Yeah. yeah. But um, I mean, I don't like the trend of streaming services, but the one exception it's... I'll make is for Disney, who owns a lot everything yeah so you're not paying five bucks a month five or ten bucks a month for one i think that's the problem a lot of people have with the star trek discovery is that that's all they're they're paying for it yeah and i mean you're you're getting that for star trek discovery you're not getting it so you can watch big bang theory yeah exactly but i mean if you're a big enough fan that's not going to be like a problem like for me i would i would pay it for star wars like no no questions asked for a star wars tv show I mean, because we pay, I, I don't think we pay extra for Disney XD, but I know a lot of people have to, mm-hmm. to get that tier of cable. Yeah. Um. So it's kind of like that. So, but if it's, if it's Disney, you know, there's going to be all of the movies and everything else on there and it'll probably be worthwhile to have. Yeah. I mean, Disney having a streaming service is kind of the exception that proves the rule. Disney yeah. actually has enough content, enough interesting content to make a streaming service mo- worthwhile. I mean... I, they'd almost be on a Netflix tier yeah. for me. And I would imagine that this is not going to be the only show that they have. Like no. I said, I imagine Marvel shows will go on there and they'll probably have some other like show, like Disney Channel style shows that go on this service. Um, also, like, I don't really like watching TV on TV anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. It's like, even when Rebels is on, I, we just watched on the app. You know, but anyway, so yes, new live action TV show, which has been rumored for freaking ever. And finally, it's happening. Help, help. It's happening. So um, people have been speculating that um, they might use the previous ideas that they had for the Underworld show because... 
remember how they discuss like, oh, they have 50 hours of scripts and they just can't film it. Um, but the problem with that is I think they took a lot of those ideas and brought them into other shows. Like, I think Saw Guerrero is supposed to be like a part of this Underworld show. Um, so I don't know if yeah, that would I th- be... Yeah, I think Underworld has already been parted out. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm not sure, like, how that would work. And additionally, don't roast me alive, listeners, but I don't know if Disney would want to set a show in that era. Yeah, like, uh, you mean, like, the Dark Times? Yeah. Yeah, I... Well, early Dark Times yeah. in particular. I'm hoping that we move away from Dark Times, which is funny, because, like, For years, in Legends, we always wanted that, but never got it. Yeah, we hardly had anything in Legends that was in the Dark Times, and now we've got, you know, a ton of books during that time. We've got Rebels. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I kind of agree. Um, so what sort of ideas for a Star Wars show would, do you have, Brian? <laughs> let's go through our top, like, let's, let's, let's brainstorm, like, top three ideas that we would like to see for a, a Star Wars TV show. Well, I mean, I feel like I've been pitching this one as long as we've had the podcast, an X-Wing series You've of some been sort. picking it, or I've been pitching it. We've both been pitching it. We've both been pitching it. Yeah, we've High both five. been pitching this one. High five. <laughs> yes. Um, X-Wing series. Uh, specific, I mean, that's a very broad idea. Like, specifically, what would you like to see? I'd, I would really like just a sort of Battlestar Galactica-esque military mm-hmm. uh, military series. Um, for me, ideally, set uh, in the Aftermath era. Okay. Would you like, like, people already, like, pilots in a squadron or, like, an academy-type setting? Or or both, or you know, following someone. Both maybe. I mean, yeah. if you're serializing this, you can start it off in an academy situation, as like season one, mm-hmm. and then progress from there. Yeah. So like aftermath era, like you mean like post Return of the Jedi. Yeah, post Return so, like, of the Jedi. Um, through I'd the even, I'd even say post Jakku. Really? Maybe. Yeah, I mean the 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 interesting thing about doing it post Return of the Jedi is that. There's so much we don't know about it. And, like, even though they say, like, there was, you know, 30 years of peace until the sequel trilogy, like, even with peacetime, there's... You still got border skirmishes yeah, and things like that. there's still, like, that stuff. So... Well, and again, look at the X-Wing books for some inspiration there. Yeah. Not everything that happened in there was this massive thing. Right. Um, my... I would love to see something set during the original trilogy... Um, I don't know if this could, I don't know if this would be uh, better off with live action or animated, because if you do animated, you can have Rogue Squadron during the original trilogy (laughs) (laughs) with Luke Skywalker and Wedge Antilles. Um, if they did something during the original trilogy, I, I would be okay with them doing it when Luke is not there and recasting Wedge um, and having a series with Rogue Squadron like between Empire and Jedi and then like going after 
that's part Should of I? that's part of why I'm also I I lean towards the aftermath era as well because I think it's a little easier to recast him yeah. in that area. I think era. I think for like that stuff I would I would I think I would like to see more of a an animated show cuz you yeah. you can have Mark Hamill play Luke Skywalker. <laughs> yeah, you can. Um another option is sequel trilogy era mm-hmm. um with a completely different squadron than what we've seen in the in the in the series. Um I'm sure they've got other squadrons somewhere. Oh um, yeah. Uh, picture this, like an an X-wing squadron that's in that's with the Republic, um, that survives, you know, the destruction of the fleet at Hosnian Prime. Maybe they're elsewhere, and you know they they end up going back and fighting with the Resistance. That would be kind of. Cool. I I'd be down for that. Led, I'd be very down for that. Led by wedges kids yes <laughs> what moving on <laughs> um something i thought of was like um something that's similar to lost stars like not necessarily the conceit of the the you know romeo and juliet wrote love story type thing but like how Lo- lost stars goes through the original trilogy and um but uses like characters that are that are new characters, basically. So you've got you're following Thane as he's fighting the rebellion, in in the rebellion. Um, so like kind of that sort of thing, and it can be like similar to Twilight Company, where you have a big company that's fighting the Empire in different places, and they're away from the main rebellion. Um, so you don't have to worry about like repeating the battle of hoth or the battle of endor like they can be off doing other fights that we don't necessarily see mm-hmm. in the movies um and then you wonder like what's the rebellion doing after hoth like before luke and leia get back to the fleet at the end yeah um, what is the rebellion doing while they're trying to save han solo what is the rebellion doing between empire strikes back and return of the jedi and that would be cool because then you can use um you can occasionally go to like rebel high command and have like mom mothma and like other main players there that you could have in the show yeah absolutely um i I think that would make for a great scripted show Mm -hmm. um i think a great idea for a show would be um following a emperor's hand (laughs) i can't say that with straight face but that would be a good show. It would be a good show, right? I, I, a I main, think it'd be a main show. character being an emperor's hand mm-hmm. who's being trained by Palpatine and then realizes, oh shit, he's kind of terrible mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and goes rogue. I, yeah. <laughs> Sign me up. Um, Sign me up. Someone also mentioned something similar to the Agent of the Empire comics, which was sort of late legends. Um, but it was a uh, Jahan Cross who was like an imperial, uh, like intelligence agent spy. Like basically, it was like em- Emperor em- Empire James Bond, um, and it was set like I think it was set before A New Hope, a little before A New Hope. But it was like him going off doing missions for the Empire, and I thought that would that could be a cool idea. Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, we really don't know anything about it, like. Don't know what era it's going to be in. That's a real big question is what era this is going to be in. And like, they haven't really talked about it at all. And who's going to be a showrunner? Lots of questions. 
what I'm more interested in finding out is who the showrunner is going to be. Yeah. Um, I could see them. I could see them using the show or taking the showrunners from Agents of Shield because that show may wrap mm. by 2019. True. True. And yes. they've done fairly well uh, with that show and would probably slot in well with someone else's intellectual property as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So live action TV this time it's really happening. <laughs> I still almost feel like I I don't want to believe it until it actually happens, until it's actually on my TV I screen. I mean, this was this is one of those truisms that fandom had for a long time. There will never be a sequel trilogy, and the live-action TV show will never actually get produced. I know. I mean, that's that's what we talked about like at like we previous celebrations. This, we were talking about this five years ago when we yeah. started this show. Yeah, right? Almost six years now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow we've been at this a while i mean they didn't even have any sort of panels at celebration about a live action show that's how like much how speculated it was like mm-hmm. it wasn't even like detours where they had filmed stuff and it was ready to go like the live action show was yeah it's gonna happen uh okay it's not happening now but it's gonna happen that sort of thing Yep, and time to move along to Big's Bullshit, and here's the news that turned our world upside down on Thursday. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Ryan Johnson is creating a brand new Star Wars trilogy totally separate from the Skywalker saga. Yeah. That's That was out of left field. Yeah. Yeah. So they must really liked, must have really liked working with Ryan Johnson. Yeah, I, that's, I think that's the, that's a thing that people have been saying is like, Wow, what the last Jedi must be pretty amazing for them to hand him a trilogy before anyone's even seen the movie. Like they didn't even wait until the movie came out and get people's reactions to it. Yeah, they, that's how confident they are in the movie. Well, and going off just industry insider news, the last Jedi I think is the only Star Wars film of this era that has not been beset by setbacks and writing and directoral drama behind the scenes. Yeah. I mean, even uh, The Force Awakens had to do a bit of rewriting after Harrison Ford broke his leg um, yeah. to clean stuff up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, Ryan Johnson creating a brand new Star Wars trilogy. And remember a little while ago uh, when Colin Trevorrow got dumped uh, from episode nine that there were... There were rumors that they had approached Ryan Johnson to direct it, but he turned them down. Yeah. I'm wondering if they got, if those rumors got the details wrong a little bit. Yeah. That he was approached to do this, and Abrams was always route one for nine. Yeah. Or, like, if they approached him as doing, I I don't know if they, I don't know if they, if it would have been the situation where they approached him for episode nine, and he said, well, how about this? Because I feel like this is the sort of thing that they had to have in the pipeline for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with how happy they've been with episode eight, many people were just assuming right off the bat, well, Trevor's out, they're going to get Ryan and it's it's simple. So the fact that they went to J.J. Abrams makes me think that Ryan was already... Signed on for this. Signed on for this to do something else. Um, 
because like that was in September when that happened. Mm -hmm. So it's only been two months. Like, I don't know if like, I don't know if that would be enough time for them to be like, okay, let's have you do a trilogy instead. uh, They must have been talking about this prior to September. Yeah. Because I know I'm just last week, Kathleen Kennedy, actually, no, Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. Kathleen Kennedy was on the Star Wars show and she was talking about how they're 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 discussing the next 10 years of Star Wars movies like they've got them sort of planned out. Oh, wait, that was last Wednesday. No, it was this Wednesday, like the day before that announcement. Was it really? I could have sworn she was on last week. Or was it? Oh, no, you're right. Yeah, because, yeah, the sorry, the. Uh, the extended interview went up this week yeah but yeah so they were you know she mentioned that last week and now we know this is what they've been talking about well you if we're talking the next 10 years of star wars you can certainly do worse than getting uh, ryan johnson signed on for three films right um so there they were very um short on details in this press release um Basically, it's that he's creating a new trilogy. He's working with his longtime producer, Ram Bergman. Bergman. Um, He will be writing and directing the first movie. Is that he's writing and directing? It says he's only. It only said he's writing and directing the first movie. Okay. It sounds like he may be producing the other two. Yeah. It says Lucasfilm is excited to announce that Johnson will create a brand new Star Wars trilogy, the first of which he is also set to write and direct with longtime collaborator Ram Bergman on board to produce. So he's only doing the first first one. So I see this as a sort of situation like the original trilogy, where George Lucas creates the universe and the characters, writes and directs the first movie, and then hands it off to mm-hmm. Irving Kirshner and Lawrence Kasdan and Lee Brackett, who wrote empire and then he came on to write help write jedi but he you know there was another director on it so i have that i have a feeling this is going to be that same type of situation he Mm -hmm. creates the story the characters writes you know does the first one to set the tone and then hires on new people to direct the next two and i i really like that setup if that's the setup they're going to use it's very similar to i guess like being a showrunner for a TV show where you're mm-hmm. like kind of the person in charge and then they are other people like come in to help you run it. So. Yes. <laughs> Hi, our cat just joined us. <laughs> but yeah. Um, and <laughs> so, yeah, I can see like, I, I think that would be interesting and that'll be a good way to get like new blood into Star Wars movies, you know, because if you've got, you know, ryan johnson who they trust and who they feel knows star wars um to work on it then they'll they'll trust whoever he hires on to write and direct um, I mean, and i imagine he's going to stay on and produce the whole thing yeah. i mean what what i think is a takeaway you can definitely well something you can definitely take away from this is kathy kennedy has all the faith in the universe and ryan johnson mm-hmm. yes so they've said that this is separate from the episodic Skywalker saga and that Johnson will introduce new characters from a corner of the galaxy that Star Wars lore has never before explored. So, of course, this is brought on the mass speculation and every like entertainment site is like, 
Could the expanded universe provide a clue into what this trilogy will be about? Could he be writing about this? Or here's a list of ideas that they could be doing. I feel like the way this was written, I think it's pretty much guaranteed that it's not going to be something. It's not going to be an adaptation. He may yeah. stump. He may stumble onto doing something similar to something yeah. that already existed because there are good ideas yeah. in the expanded universe that would be worth revisiting again. But he is not going to wholesale adapt Knights of the Old Republic, for example. Yeah. And they've said, you know, Kathleen Kennedy has called it a blank canvas for the new trilogy. So that really makes me think he is doing something completely new. So there's not going to be any characters we know, not going to be any, like, it's not going to be in a place that we know. Um, I can I can think of, like, two things off the bat that it, that would fit that description. Um, one would be, like, the Old Republic, but mm-hmm. not the Old Republic that you think of when you think of KOTOR. Um, and, or even, like, I'm thinking more something along the lines of Tales of the Jedi comics, not, like, the, adapting the story, but, like, the way things looked back then. Um, and also uh, the Dawn of the Jedi comics and book um yeah i i could definitely see that i mean again not adapting it but yeah you but going to that similar theme, similar theme and aesthetic right uh i mean obviously it'd be his own take on the first jedi yeah and that's exactly what which seems like it's up his alley i mean the uh, episode eight is called the last jedi you know would he want to do something about the first jedi like you know, he he's basically come up with the story of episode eight where Luke, you know, he's 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 the one who created what Luke found on Octo, like and what what the Jedi Order was like during, when the first temple was created and you know, what's in those books. So I feel like him introducing that in The Last Jedi and then going back and exploring that in a new trilogy would be a really interesting idea. And it's, you know, it's sort of tied into the main the main series, but it's completely separate as well. Mm-hmm. Um so that that was like my my main idea. And I saw um uh Cooper from 1138 was tweeting a lot about like different speculation that of what the story could be about and he he mentioned you know the the lines from the first teaser you know when luke asks ray what do you see and ray says uh light darkness a balance and luke says it's so much bigger like that seems like he has ideas for what that means <laughs> um and uh, also like um the idea of we all we all the what we know or what we think we know is that the the jedi were created or you know formed their order and then the sith came out of them what if it's the other way around yeah 
And I really liked that idea. Like, you know, there's the force, there's like people who are abusing it and like using it to like take over worlds and the galaxies and the Jedi form to sort of create order and peace out of all this and sort of drive back the Sith. But really, the force is just there. Like the force isn't light or dark. It's how you use it, you know. Um, so that's like the main, the main idea that I, I sort of think they're going to go with. Um, there's another speculation I've seen a lot about, um, which would make sense considering some of the, the stuff that's in some of the books, um, the unknown regions. They've been, they've been hammering on that one a lot in the books. And I mean, it is called the, the unknown, unknown regions. regions. <laughs> so, like that—that's about as blank of a canvas as you can get. I mean, even when you look at Timothy Zahn's books, like that, you know, even if you look at Outbound Flight in Legends or the stuff that he's sort of like seeding with with Thrawn, and probably the new novel that he writes, like. They, you know, Thrawn's whole thing is there are bad things out in the unknown regions and I will fight for your empire and tell you how to defeat them. You know, that, and that's how he was in Legends, too. Um, and even the idea of like, okay, well, the Yuuzhan Vong came from there. We know them. There's still a whole bunch of stuff out there that no one knows about. And in the new canon their whole idea is that um like there's stuff out in the unknown regions that they have to prepare to fight and assuming that's what they're that's what snoke is that like they're kind of referring to snoke wherever he comes from um at least that's a lot of the the speculation i've heard Mm -hmm. so like i mean it could almost be sort of like a rise of the first order thing but like not the part that we know like the, the other part that that we don't know um but i don't know so yeah there, there's Any a lot thoughts? of there's a lot of places it can go um i think a i think a couple things are likely uh the first is it's going to be either set far flung future yeah or far back mm-hmm. i don't think he's going to play anywhere close to where the movie's been set before. Agreed. Um, the other thing is that I I do think he's going to be leaning into the force mysticism. Yeah. And if we're going to do that, the films are the way to do it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it, that kind of thing has not worked well on animated shows in the past, but I think I think if if you're going to do it, the films should be where it happens. Yeah, um, I agree. The other thing I'm wondering, though, is... Is this trilogy replacing what would have been standalone three? That's, yeah, that's an interesting question because from what we've heard, um, the, the, the whole plan was um, episode, standalone, episode, standalone, episode, standalone for like the first. Yeah, with some speculation six- that they'll take a break before doing an episode again after nine. Yeah. So we've, you know, we've got, we know up through episode nine, we've got, you know, 
Last Jedi coming out next month. We've got Solo coming out. And then we've got Episode 9. Um, and then what comes after Episode 9? You know, there was supposed to be another standalone film announced. Um, and is that still happening? Or is this now going to take the place of yeah, that? Yeah, is Trilogy Part 1 now taking the place of standalone three. Yeah. I'm kind of hoping it's not. Like, I I, I I know a lot of people were saying, oh, well, I don't want a Boba Fett movie or an Obi-Wan movie or whatever, which, I, you know, yeah, okay, whatever. But I feel like having, I feel like having standalone movies is important for the future of the brand. And not just having trilogies. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it's a nice palate cleanser where you have, like, the trilogy and then every year in between you've got a standalone movie. Yeah, so would this be, if standalone three is still happening, um, when would that happen? 20, 2020. 2020? Yeah. Standalone 2020 and then... Trilogy Part One, 2021, and then they'd continue that with standalone, standalone 20, 2022. Yeah, standalone trilogy film, standalone trilogy film. Yeah, and then like I feel like this also this the trilogy might also be kind of like the place saver for going back to Episode Ten. Yeah, you know, like we we're gonna wait a while. To, to do episode 10 because if you don't think they're going to do episode 10 you're you're, you're yeah. fooling yourself um but you know either waiting for some of the actors to age up a little bit or you know if they decide to skip ahead a whole generation mm -hmm. like they did you know with with uh the sequel trilogy they might decide we're gonna wait to do these and in the meantime we're gonna do this other trilogy to take up the time. Yeah, and you know, it may be that they've decided that they like this they like this scheduling structure mm -hmm. in which they've got a 6-year period where they are telling this main story arc. Yeah. through a trilogy of films and in between those release years, yeah. uh they do a standalone. Yes. Yeah, it would be interesting. Also, side note, completely random. But um, I, ever since seeing Thor, I was like, I want Taika Waititi to direct a Star Wars movie. And I saw someone say that if they're ever going to do a Boba Fett movie, he's the one who should do it. And I 100% agree with that. I would go see a Boba Fett movie if Taika yeah, Waititi we, directed we it. We discovered the one way I'd be happy about <laughs> a Boba Fett movie. And he should because he's, you know, from New Zealand mm -hmm. and can, can, can do it. <laughs> Also, he'd give us Madcap Boba Fett, which I think I'd actually enjoy. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> I am down for that. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think that this Ryan Johnson... and Interesting, because a lot of the speculation about um, the Obi-Wan movie was that it was going to be a trilogy. I'm wondering if this is one of the instances where wires got crossed and yeah. they were actually like they were hearing a trilogy is being developed and they assumed they were t they were they tied that to the other thing they assumed to be true was that yeah. a standalone three was going to be Obi-Wan. Mm -hmm. So which would mean that 
there is still a standalone three. Yeah, I'm interested in hearing that if they clarify that, yes, there's still going to be another standalone. Yeah, that I think is the biggest question right now. Yeah, because is, they haven't announced, they, they said they were going to announce it and then they never did. Um, but then there was all these, you know, the the stuff in the trades about people working on the Obi-Wan movie, which usually when it's announced in trades like that, it is... There's smoke. Yeah, but we've never gotten confirmation from it. So is that still happening or did they put the yeah. brakes on it? We don't know. Because that would have been the thing to announce yesterday on an earnings or Thursday on an earnings call because that's when they announced Rogue One was mm-hmm. on an earnings call. So... So standalone three may be gone since yeah. we had since we didn't hear about it on that earnings call, or they just might not have decided what they want it to be about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, we no idea, no idea. But yeah, that's that is the that I think is the biggest critical piece of information we're missing right now. Yeah. Uh, what's what's the deal with standalone three? Yeah, and this this press release was seven paragraphs, and all we really know is that he's writing, directing the first movie, um, and it's supposed to be a new story with new characters in a new corner of the galaxy. You had another. You had another. Um thought of what it could be about i did i didn't agree but you had a thought i did yes you're gonna have to remind me (laughs) that it could be set in where wherever galaxy's edge is uh yeah yeah um actually i think i think i was thinking that more for the tv show oh okay yeah i i could see that yeah galaxy's edge the uh the theme park additions coming to a disney resort (laughs) near you um but, oh yeah, going back to the TV show, like we didn't even say anything about like smugglers or like anything like that. Like I don't know if I'd want the underworld idea like for what they were thinking for yeah, the live action underworld show. Just sounded too gritty. But I could, for me. but I could see something with more of like the like a on a frontier planet, like mm-hmm. like Galaxy's Edge, yeah. or and dealing with with smugglers like that. And that seems like the kind of synergy that would go well with the show uh, <laughs> wait when was this tv show supposed to premiere 2019 when is galaxy's uh, edge opening oh 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 <laughs> it, are, are we are we in front of the billboard with all the string <laughs> <laughs> gesturing gesturing crazily uh-huh is that what we're doing now gee i wonder if there may be some synergy there between the tv show and the park's expansion and I don't know how I hadn't made that connection until just now. Well, we have just made that live on the podcast. Go us. <laughs> Go us. So yeah, we're thinking Galaxy's Edge for a TV show. Possibly. I I mean, it would work as a setting for a you TV show. You know who the show. main character could be? Who? Hondo. Oh my <laughs> god. Because we know he's going to be in Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. Oh, my God. I want this to happen now. Uh, Hondo as the main character of a live action show. He could just narrate the thing. Oh, my God. Yes. You're probably wondering how I got here. <laughs> that's the worst I, I can't voice. do a Hondo. I, that's one voice I can't do. I can't do Hondo. Mm. 
Uh, yeah. So yeah, back to the Ryan Johnson trilogy. <laughs> Sorry, I got totally disra- <laughs> derailed there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I think this is very much like this. I mean, this news kind of blew everyone's minds. No one was expecting it. I don't um, think anyone was expecting just think, another trilogy announcement at any point. I don't think anyone would be surprised if Ryan Johnson came back for another Star Wars movie. No. Um, but for him to do like, oh, hey, we're doing another trilogy. Like, I I, I expected him. I, I wouldn't have been surprised if he got a standalone at some point. Yeah, exactly. I was not expecting Lucasfilm to give him the keys to the car and say, here's a trilogy. Go yeah. for it. Yeah. Agreed. Um, so it's it's going to be really interesting. Uh, things will get a lot clearer once we know more about Standalone 3, if it's still happening or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I'm really excited to see what he does with this. Yeah, agreed. And unfortunately, I feel like this is something we're not going to get a whole lot of news on for quite some time. Uh, yeah, I, I would imagine so. Maybe Celebration 2019? Maybe 2019. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, it's probably going to be radio silence on this for a while, so strap in for years of wild mass guessing on mm-hmm. what this could be. Um, but yeah, Thursday was an interesting day for us, I'd say. Agreed. I just looked back five years ago when we were wondering what we would podcast about when the well was drying up, and here we are getting a new trilogy and a TV show announcement. Yes. Star Wars is not the same fandom it was. Yeah. Like, in a parallel universe, what would we be talking about in 2017? A would Detours we, Blu-ray release? Would we still be talk- Would we still be doing this podcast? I don't know. Would we have retooled it to something else? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. That's uh, That's an interesting thing to speculate on. Uh, in any case, uh, that's the news for this week. Uh, we were, we were going to have a discussion topic this week, but, uh, that all just kind of got thrown out the window with the earning call on Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> Reminds you of a, of a, of a special podcast from 2012? Yeah, yeah. Imagine I... if it had been the same day. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, any last thoughts? Um... Yay, Star Wars. And Yay, Star I, Wars. I'm really excited to see The Last Jedi now. <laughs> I am too. Like, do we want to just uh, just throw some things out there of who we'd like to see write and direct Star Wars? Uh, I'm um, still, I'll just say what everyone else thinks and just say Ava DuVernay. Yeah. I would, like I said, I would love to see Taika Waititi direct a movie. I don't know if I'd rather see him do a one of the Ryan Johnson movies or a standalone have his own but um yeah i mean i really hope ryan johnson goes and picks like you know i mean he can pick people that we know like ava duvernay or taika watiti but it would wouldn't it be really cool if he went and picked like directors like no one's ever heard about before like some up-and-coming like female director i've been saying for a while that television is a huge well to draw from, especially yeah. on that front. Um, there's there's a lot of potential there, and Ryan Johnson has experience as an indie darling yeah. in transitioning from indie small television production to Hollywood blockbuster. 
Yes. So I think him producing a trilogy is interesting because he has a very unique perspective on what it's like to go from doing something like Brick Mm -hmm. to directing the biggest tentpole film of a calendar year. Yeah. And I don't watch a lot of, like I said, I don't watch a lot of TV, so it's hard for me to like say who I would like to run a show or who I would think would be a good Star Wars director. But I know that um, I think the new season of Jessica Jones, they have all, all female it's, directors. Yeah, it's an all women director so lineup. I would love for him to like just pluck someone from the Marvel, you know, cruise or something and like make give them a chance like how like with him yeah pretty much uh so i I think i don't know if i'd almost rather see him do that than like do give it to a a person like that's already a a big name like as much as i would love to see their take on star wars i think it would be cool to get like newer blood yeah but you'll see we yeah. shall see. Yeah. We'll have many years of speculating yeah. to get to that point. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's go ahead and wrap up there. This episode of Tashi Station Radio has been brought to you in part by you, our Patreon subscribers. $1 gets you onto the Patreon-exclusive Slack team. $5 gets you in on the once-a-month mini-podcast in which you can win some cool prizes from us. That's patreon.com slash Tashi Station. Mm-hmm. On Twitter, you can find us with the handles Tashi underscore Station. That's the official show account. You can find me, or you can find Nancy with Nancy Pants. That's Nancy with an I. You can find me with Elaine Winry, L-A-N-E-W-I-N-R-E-E. On Facebook, we are the Tashi Station Network. We're available on the iTunes Store, Stitcher, and Google Play. If you like what you hear, please do leave a review. It does help us grow the show. You can find our columns and news at Tashi-Station.net. Thanks for listening to another episode. We'll catch you all next time. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by Majestic Giraffe Productions and is the official podcast of TashiStation.net. All Star Wars names, music, and logos are property of their respective trademark and copyright holders. Tashi Station Radio is not endorsed by Lucasfilm or any division of the company. Now go pick up some power converters. Thank you.